everyone welcome back to hope for today my name is lynn wilson and i'm glad you're joining me this week last week we talked about jesus christ being our solid rock and if you didn't have hope what would you do and where do you go and we talked last week about psalm 18 too and my hope is built on nothing less than jesus blood and righteousness and on christ the solid rock i stand and it i talked about last week that this week we're going to talk about where do you feel safe you know, there are times in life that, I don't know about you, but um, I just don't feel safe. I was talking with someone last week and they called me on the phone and they've been through six months, eight months of pure trauma. Every two weeks they got nailed with something else. And it wasn't little things, you know, people say, oh, it wasn't that bad, you'll get over it. No, these are life traumatic changes. And what they've been through in six to eight months, I would say most people don't live in six to eight years. Let it, you know, even like 20 years. They've been through so much. They're in full-time Christian work. And um, they said to me, I know what I need to do. I know who I need to talk to, which is the Lord. I know what I need to do in terms of reading scripture. I know, I know all of that. I know all of that. But they said, I still feel like running away. And they were just being completely honest with me. And I said, you know what? I totally get it. I get it. I have many times in my life over periods of time of trauma, um, life has a way of taking over. And there are times I've said to my husband, I want to go home. I just want to go home. It's more of a saying than a place. It's more of a time or a moment. I don't know how to explain it. Do you ever feel like that? Am I, maybe, am I the only one? I, I've said to my husband, I want to go home. And I think, you know, when you're a kid, you want to be an adult because you think adults get away with everything. You know, oh, they have the money, they have the car, they have the job, and they can make all their own decisions. Well, as a child, you don't realize some of those decisions that you make as an adult are probably and completely incorrect and wrong and there is no mom and dad to go to and say I messed up can you fix this you're an adult you fix it yourself and that money that you have is only as much as you work and if you don't work you have no money and the car that you own breaks down and you have to repair it as a child you don't see all those side effects of being an adult and you know then we joke about them okay I'm tired of being an adult now like it's over and I think those are the times when I have felt um, like I want to run away from whatever it is. I grew up in an area near the Bay in New Jersey. <clears throat> and in that area, there are, there's a stretch of roads that like right along the Bay in the marsh area. And it's very secluded, very quiet, very serene. The seagulls, the marshlands, uh, I don't know what it is. It takes me to another place. Um, it transports me in a way. And there are times I'll say to my husband, I need to go home. And we'll grab a cup of coffee, an ice cream cone sometimes. Sometimes we'll grab nothing. We'll just hop in the car and I'll say, you want to go for a ride? And he'll take pictures and I just drive and drive. And I know the roads well. I grew up in the area and we'll stop for a scenic view for a few moments. And um, we'll continue to drive and talk and... I always have to open the windows because I want to hear the sounds. I want to smell the bay, the water, the marshy water. I want to just sense a uh, maybe a breeze coming through. 
it gives me a moment in time and it just like I said it's like I want to go home I don't know what that is but that that's what it means to me and do you ever feel like yeah, you don't feel safe. You feel like the earth underneath you is just shaking. It's falling apart. I talked about last week how the first time I experienced an earthquake under my feet, I I couldn't even imagine trying to walk on this, you know, rippling feeling. It was horrible. How many times have you felt unsafe? How many times have you felt like you wanted to go home or go to a place or you know, run away. I want to go to another state. I know my mom many times has said to myself and other family members that, you know, just want to leave. I just want to go someplace. Well, you take your baggage with you. And it is so true. If you're going through um, a moment in time where you're having to live through something, you know, especially if you've done something in your own life that, you know, sin has brought you to a place of, I need to get this right with the Lord. Whether you live in, you know, New Jersey or California or Oklahoma or Chicago or Texas or Houston or move out of the country, you're still bringing that situation with you that you've created because you've not made it right with the Lord. You can't change that. You know, if you don't like the house you're living in, you can move to another house. If you don't like the job you're in, you can change your job. You know, all that, you know, all the basic things. You, people say, well, if you don't like it, make a change. Sometimes you're, <clears throat> you're kind of stuck in wherever you are for circumstances that are beyond your control, but you still don't feel safe. And it is a very unsettling feeling. And, and there are many people that I'm sure in life haven't felt safe and have literally ran. You know, I work in a, in a organization that part of what we do is an addiction recovery center. I'm sure if we ask some of those men and women and heard their testimony, there was a place in time where they did not feel safe. We had a uh, gentleman, now this is many, many years ago, gave his testimony one night in our main auditorium, which is where we have a lot of our conferences. And my oldest was eight years old and we had just started working here. And he was sitting next to me and we were at, attending one of the meetings and one of the men got up to give his testimony and he shared about his home life and how it was scary. There were things going on at home with mom and dad and other people living there. And it was not a safe place. And he felt very unsafe. And he went on to share his testimony. And one of the things he said is, I was eight years old. And my son, who was eight, looked up at me like, Mom, what's he talking about? And in this conversation, the man proceeded to say his parents had a liquor cabinet and it was always locked but he said all i had to do was like peer down the stairs after my dad got something and i saw where my dad hid the key and he said i saw how my dad after he got whatever were bottles in that cabinet i saw after my dad had some of that he was more relaxed so here at eight years old he felt unsafe where he was and he thought, I guess what's in that cabinet would make me feel safe. And he went on to say how he had his first drink at eight years old. Eight years old. Now, if you have children, you know how young eight years old is. If you have grandchildren, you know how young eight years old is. Sometimes it's hard for us to remember as an individual, well, when I was eight years old, yeah, I guess I was eight. Eight, eight years old is a baby. It is a young child. 
and he felt so unsafe that he had to go to the same cabinet he saw his dad go in to try and find safety in a cabinet in a bottle had some liquid in it brown maybe clear smelled funny he said oh it was horrid he said i took a taste of it and it was horrible he said i forced myself to drink it because i know it made my dad feel better i sat there with my oldest son who was eight years old at the time and he said mom he was my age so we got through the meeting and when we got home i sat down and i talked with my son and i said what can you tell me about it and we talked about feeling safe and i wanted to reiterate you know as a mom you always turn everything into a god moment right if you're a christian mom you know what i mean you got to turn everything you know got to have that god moment in there and i said to my son you know what what made him not feel safe what was causing him and we talked through that and I said, why would he go to that cabinet? And I had to hear it from an eight-year-old's perspective. And he said, Mom, he saw his dad do it, so he figured it was the right thing to do. <sighs> I'll tell you, what a rude awakening that is, that he saw a parent do it, so it must be okay. How many times do people watch us and think that we are, you know, we are the epitome of wisdom. We are the epitome of being an adult. We got it together. We're iconic. You know, that person, whatever they do, I can trust them. No, 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 no. You only have your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. All of us make mistakes. And here, the dad, who was probably an alcoholic himself, had no idea he was teaching his son. By his reaction, go in that cabinet and you can find hope and safety in there because his dad acted relaxed and okay. After maybe a traumatic situation going on in the house, he had a few drinks and he chilled because of the drinks. That wasn't the answer. So this young man at eight years old started drinking. By the time he was 14, he said he was not only an alcoholic, but he was full on drugs and dealing drugs. 14 years old. He said by 10, he was a full blown alcoholic, but by 14, he was now alcohol didn't do it. He resorted to drugs and to support his own habit of buying the drugs, he had to sell drugs to make money and what a vicious cycle. I don't remember how old the man was when he came here. I couldn't even tell you now his name. I just remember the story. I don't know how old he is, but my son was eight. And my son's now almost 33. So the man's at least 33, if not older. And uh, I hope he's still living for the Lord. And I hope that if he has a family, he's raising them right. My son is now a pastor and living for the Lord, but I'm sure he's never forgotten that moment. I want to go back to Psalm 18.2. And remind you, if you're not feeling safe today, if you feel like you just can't get your grounding, I've been there. You know, there are days that, you know, you get hit on this side, you get hit on that side, you get hit on the back of the head, you get hit in the front. And no matter where you go, you, you feel like, I just can't catch my breath. I can't get my grounding. The Lord is my rock, my fortress and my savior. My God is my rock and whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and a place of safety. Do you need to feel safe today? I know, I know even praying sometimes, I find it hard because, you know, the Bible tells us we walk in faith. And that's what the Lord wants us to do. And that is not easy. It's not easy. If you tell me it's easy, I, I'd love to know your secret. Some days it feels fine. It's all good, but everything in life is good. But when the rubber hits the road and life is not good and life is feeling unsafe and 
life is feeling hopeless, to go back and say that he is my shield and my protection. He has the power to save me and he has my place of safety. When you're not feeling safe, you know what? It's one of those things you just have to say it over and over and over again. If you don't feel safe today, I want you to go and find Psalm 18.2. This is the New English Version. And read that verse over and over. Write it down. Put it in your wallet. Write it down on an index card. Stick it by your refrigerator. Stick it by your sink. Put it on your bathroom mirror. Stick it on your car dashboard. Put it everywhere and repeat it over and over. Let it just absorb and ooze into your body so that Jesus can take that place of those feelings of unsettledness. Let Jesus fill those crevices in your body that need to feel safe. If you feel like me sometimes where you need to go home, you know, I can go to that place. I think what happens is when I go to that place, it removes the distractions around me and it gives me a moment to think, to pray, to feel refreshed, and then I can go home and kind of sort out what I need to sort out, get through what I need to get through, commit it to the Lord and pray. Sometimes you need to remove yourself at least enough where you can catch your breath. And I think that where I say going home, that place for me, I think that's what allows me to do. We're also going to be in Isaiah 49, 16. Behold, I have engraved you on the palm of my hand. You know, we are in the palm of the Lord's hand. He's got pretty big hands to hold all of us, doesn't he? He doesn't lose one of us. He doesn't drop us and say, oops, I made a mistake. Come on back. I, I lost you along the way. Never. We are engraved. Our name is engraved on the palm of his hand. He loves us that much. You know, the Lord did not plan for us <clears throat> to live the life that we live. God created the Garden of Eden. It was perfect. He created mankind and they messed it up. The Lord knew that was going to happen. The Lord is the, you know, Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end. He was here before time began. He knew what was going to transpire. I don't know how, the Lord, how long the Lord has us here on this earth. Some people, when I was a kid, and I'm almost, almost 60, some people, when I was a kid, said, oh, today the Lord's coming back. It's at hand. It's at hand. Well, 60 years later, we're still here. Things that we thought 60 years ago, it can't get any worse. Well, here we are. 60 years later, things have gotten worse. I don't know how much more worse they can get. God could allow time to stand still and sweep it up and clean it up and there might be this time and we move forward again. I don't know. The Lord says to look for these things. It doesn't say to ponder, to worry, to fret. It says to look. But in the meantime, I have to live life and I have to enjoy my family and enjoy the things that God gave me and to serve him and to do what I know he's called me to do. But there are times where I will feel hopeless and unsafe. If you feel hopeless, go back to last week's podcast and maybe that will encourage your heart. But if you're feeling unsafe today and you feel like you want to run, don't run to the wrong thing. Only run to Jesus Christ. Go back to Psalm 18 too, where there, it talks about a place of safety. Go back to Isaiah 49, 16. And just know that your name is engraved on the palm of his hand. We've been talking about hymns that have really just touched my heart. I want to leave you with an old Sunday school chorus 
I don't know how many of you will remember this. This is probably one of my all-time favorites, Safe Am I. If I could sing it and hum it, I would, but I'm not a singer, so I will read it to you. Safe am I, safe am I, in the hollow of his hand. Sheltered o'er, sheltered o'er, with his love forevermore. No one can harm me, no foe alarm me, for he keeps both day and night. Safe am I, safe am I, in the hollow of his hand. Sheltered o'er, sheltered o'er, with his love forevermore. No one can harm me, no foe alarm me, for he keeps both day and night. Safe am I, safe am I, in the hollow of his hand. That's all I have to share with you today. If you're not feeling safe, sing that song and that, get that tune in your head and just let it fill in the crevices. Read the two verses in Psalm and Isaiah that we talked about and know that you have a safe place in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to hear an amen through that camera. All right, everyone, we'll catch you all next week on the next podcast.